All right, good morning, everybody. You know, as I was uh, preparing during the week, I thought, you know what, this was a great week for Nancy and Mark to be on vacation because there's no Friday email saying that Ben's not preaching and that Craig is going to be up here this week. And I thought maybe we'd get a good turnout because we didn't know Ben had the week off. I think there might have been more people at the bonfire last night than are here this morning, but hopefully we'll uh, deliver an impactful message anyway. I'm going to be, uh, by the way, my name is Craig Hunter. For those of you who don't know me, I've been a uh, coming to Prairie View for, I think it's about 21 years now, served on the leadership team for the past uh, 10 or 11 and have a lot of experience throughout different ministries here. And that's really what we're going to talk about today. And the, the title of the sermon is, What's Next for Us here at Prairie View? As we've uh, been a church at uh, multiple different buildings for a uh, varying lengths of um, time at each place, but a total of, I think, 27 years now. So it's more or less a testimony, possibly a call to action. And then it's not just going to be from me. I'm going to bring up a couple of the... Uh, the younger couples in the church to kind of talk about how they got plugged into Prairie View and what uh, they've been involved in over their course of time as well. So we just got done uh, listening to Ben talk about seven churches, and I'm just simply going to talk about this one, uh, Prairie View Christian Church. There's not going to be a PowerPoint. There's not very many notes. Um, just simply speaking from the heart about what the future of Prairie View looks like, um, future leadership, uh, the future service of the church, uh, future finances, of the church and that type of thing. It's really been on my heart lately to see how we can set up Prairie View for the future. If you spend time looking at our budgets and looking at our mortgage and looking at our attendance, um, we realize that there are a lot of us that are getting a little older here. And uh, I was just talking to Todd a little bit earlier and he talked about, uh, he's aware of a church where there was a church of 200 just a few short years ago. And as folks are getting older and things are changing in their church, that church is now down to 75 people. Um, we've been 100 or so strong for many, many years. But when you look around at the congregation, you'll see that the dynamic is changing. We're going to have a little fun with that. Many of you have been to some weddings this year, and you've, uh, you've stood up and you've danced to what we call the anniversary dance. Anybody familiar with what that is? If you're able to stand up, come on and stand up. Thank goodness this is not a paying job because I could get fired for discrimination. If you're 60 years or older, sit down. If you are 55 or older, sit down. If you are 50 or older, sit down. 40 or older, sit down. Okay, here is the future. There's about 20 to 25 strong, and another 15 or 20 that identified that aren't here this morning. It's the future of Prairie View. Um, and I'm speaking to everybody today, but especially you younger folks. So everybody sit down now, and we'll get, uh, we'll get rolling. We are very blessed to have two younger, dynamic pastors uh, that serve us here at Prairie View. I remember when Joshua and I met with Ben for the first time, and I think he's uh, maybe two or three days uh, age difference from my son. And uh, we're, we met uh, Ben at Applebee's over on uh, 96th Street, and we're, we're there. And Ben and I and Joshua had a nice meal together, caught a little baseball out of the corner of our eyes. And, you know, God bless Ben, Cincinnati Reds fan since the day he was born. Cincinnati Reds were playing in the playoffs that night, and he was there with us, you know. And give him a lot of credit. He played, paid pretty close attention to us um, during that time. But I thought, wow, 
how are Joshua and I going to come back to this church and talk them into hiring a 23-year-old senior minister? And by gosh, we did it, and uh, it's turned out to be a, just a wonderful move um, for this church. But a lot of us who make up the rest of the teams are getting older. If we look at each one of the, uh, the leadership teams, I think we have one elder under the age of 50. We have one admin person under the age of 50. And when you look at our ministry team leaders, you see families like the Davidsons, the Coors, the Kinseys, the Heinzmans, who are all north of 50. When you break it down and you look at specific ministries that we have, and let's just look to the teachers over here in the hallway. We have people like Mary and Linda and Kelly and Kathy and Nancy and Lori, who are all north of 50 or 60. So this is really a call to action for everybody in our church to figure out how we're going to develop people and what's going to be next. We've realized this as leaders a long time ago, that we needed to start making some changes and we needed to start to develop people. Um, behind the scenes, we meet with um, young leaders um, off-site to try to develop them. We've taken young leaders to leadership conferences. We've tried to identify who the future leaders are here at Prairie View so that 5, 10, 15 years from now, uh, there'll be a complete changing of the guard and business will go on as usual here. You know, most of my mail now consists of the AARP magazine that I look forward to, to getting. I got my membership card. I, boy, I teased Kathy when she got hers. Now I've got one. I'm sure a lot of you have them as well. For the first time, about a month ago on a Wednesday, I got myself a senior discount. And I really argued, you know, for those of you who know me, I'm pretty fiscally responsible and I kind of argued about it. And I'm at Don Hines Ford. And a little FYI, public service announcement, the last Wednesday of every month, you can save 10%. So I'm getting a car repair, and it was, uh, I think, $520 or something like that was my quote. And when I got there, I can tell the, the lady's eyeballing me a little bit, and she's looking back and forth, and she's not asking me. But she says, hey, that'll be, you know, $460 or whatnot. And I said, well, it was, I was quoted a higher price than that. I'm happy to pay what I owe. She says, oh, no, you saved 10%. It's the last Wednesday of the month. I said, well, is that some sort of special? She says, well, I trust you're over 50. I said, well, you trust right. So now I only get my car repaired on Wednesdays, the fourth Wednesday of the, of the month. But, boy, I was in shock when I got myself a senior discount. Pretty exciting stuff. So, but we're going to talk just a little bit about the, the time and the talent and the treasures that it takes um, to kind of pull this thing off every Sunday morning. Uh, it takes paid staff people. It takes volunteers. Uh, it just takes a lot of activity going on each and every morning uh, to make things happen. And when we, say, when we use the word talent, we can use it pretty loosely if we need to. Uh, when you look at some of the ministries here, we could argue how much talent does it take to make coffee? How much talent does it take to shake hands at the front door? Um, how much talent does it take uh, to pull weeds or lay mulch? Um, it takes commitment is what it takes. It that may take a little more talent to lead a small group, um, to be involved in teaching the children in the hallways, or to get involved in church leadership. Um, but you have to find out what's, what is it that you, or where is it that you're going to fit in. True story, a couple weeks ago on a Thursday night, I'm hanging out here at the church uh, doing some studying, and uh, Hannah Ellsworth walks in, and uh, her and I are in the kitchen, and we're chatting together, and she says, i got to make coffee. She says, you ever made coffee before? I said, well, not with that coffee pot, I haven't. You know, we have a Keurig at home, and I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. And we're standing there in the kitchen, and between the two of us, by golly, we figured out how to use that coffee pot. And it wasn't that hard. Um, We got it all figured out. But that's one of the ministries here, hospitality. Can you come just a little bit early, and can you help us make coffee? Um, I remember my start to ministry, and the way it looked, it was uh, back in 1998, as I had come into the church. 
And uh, Tim McCartney, for those of you who remember him, he was an elder, and he was in charge of the of the greeters and servers ministries. And he walked up to me, and he was a little bit uncomplimentary, talking about maybe I have the voice and the mouth for being willing to uh, to greet people at the front door, and maybe that fits my personality. Uh, well, now 20 years later, once every four or five weeks, we're greeting at the front door still and passing out programs. And it's uh, it's been a wonderful ministry. But talk about entry-level ministry. I think that's about as entry-level as you can get. Once every five or six weeks, show up about 15 minutes early um, and hand people a program when they come in. And I got to be pretty good at that over the course of time. But to be honest with you, for the first five years I was at Prairie View, that's all I did. Um, I begrudgingly threw 10 or $20 in the offering uh, basket when it came by. Uh, I looked at the calendar to make sure when it was our turn to greet and serve, I showed up at the, uh, at the front door and I shook some hands. And then I went to the back row and I half-heartedly invested my time on Sunday morning to Prairie View for five long years. Um, now, Kathy got a little more involved than I did. She was involved with uh, Vacation Bible School. She was involved with teaching kids. She was involved with uh, different odds and ends. But I was a reluctant participant, um, and that's putting it nicely. And then somebody approached me, and I think it was 2003. And again, don't hold me specifically accountable on the dates. The stories are true. The dates might not be as accurate. I got approached by the, uh, the ministers at the time. It was uh, Joel LaRue and Steve Mazingo, and they knew that I was involved, what my job was, that uh, I, I managed and led a lot of people and a lot of money. And they asked me if uh, administration would be something I'd be interested in. And prior to that at the church, we just had an elder team. We didn't have an administration team. We didn't have a team of people to handle the business and the legal and the finance part of it. And I went on a little trip, and I went to a, a church leadership conference out of state with a handful of people. And at that particular time, my arm got twisted a little bit, and sure enough, I joined the, the inaugural admin team. And that was, I guess, about 15 years ago now, and I've been working on that team ever since, handling the business and the finance and, uh, and that type of thing. So, uh, But really, I was a consumer up until that time. And then, and then, boy, things just started rolling from there. I remember part of the admin team's job was to put this big old budget together. And as I'm reviewing the budget, I'm starting to ask some tough questions. And I'm wondering if these questions ever got asked before. And the big question I asked to the, uh, to the leadership at the time, I said, does anybody realize that outside of our rent payment and our salaries, the next largest expense we have is to pay to clean this building? Why are we paying to have this building cleaned $10,000 to somebody to clean this building? Every other one of our ministries is volunteer. We're volunteering to cut the grass. We're volunteering to... You know, you name it, we're volunteering for it. And Rick Aiton, I'll, I'll never forget this. He said, are you willing to do it? And I raised my hand and I said I was. And for the next five years on Thursdays, myself and Kathy and Sydney and Nick, um, Nick is my son for those of you who don't know him, and anybody else I could find from my neighborhood, which usually was a lot of kids, and some faithful volunteers. Linda Ayton has cleaned toilets in this building for a countless amount of hours to the point where she had her own favorite mop that she brought with her. That was a great mop, by the way. Um, uh, but Lori Heinzman spent some time in here cleaning with me. Dawn Mulder spent some time. Carol Boyer, for those of you who remember her, um, spent some time. And for five years, um, I cleaned this building. Um, uh, I've spent more time in that women's room than any man should ever have to do. Um, I promise you that. Um, and my family served faithfully in that. And I'm not certain it was a big part of my gift. 
Um, so, before we go any further and we talk about gifts and we talk about um, what your gifts are, I'd like to pray and then um, then read some relevant scripture. Dear Father, we just thank you um, for what goes on here at Prairie View. All of the ministries, um, whether it's folks that are paid each and every week to do that, um, whether it's faithful volunteers, uh, whether it's people who are investing significant time, whether it's people who have learned new skills, whether it's people who invest significant money. Um, Father, we know that it just all, it takes a village um, to do this. Even with a congregation of 110 or 120 people, we need each and every one of us engaged and excited uh, about what's next here at Prairie View. So, Father, watch over us during this time. Um, let it all become clear to each and every one of us how exactly um, we can fit in here at Prairie View and help serve your kingdom moving forward. It's your son Jesus' name we pray. I'm going to read out of uh, 1 Corinthians and uh, with Paul, what Paul addresses the, the church of Corinth with. Oh, and just bear with me for one second. It's 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 11. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To, no, to one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another one, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of those tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. We've all got our gifts, folks. You will never, ever, and you know what? I said I would never be in a small group. I would never clean the toilet. I'll never be up here singing, and I still haven't been to this time and still hope to have to never to do that. But you know what? One day, if Mark gets stuck on the side of the road and Joshua's not here... You know, give me a microphone and we'll make the best of it. I have a real challenge with lyrics, but uh, we'll, we'll work our way through. But again, five years, it just took me a while to get it all figured out. I wasn't generous with my time. I wasn't generous with my talent. I wasn't gener- generous uh, with, my, with my treasures. Um, and that cleaning really kind of got it jump-started for me because early on in the cleaning career, career. See, I'm making it sound much more glorious than it is. Uh, we had a ministry fair, and we're in the old building at this time, and we're all lined up around the room, and everybody is uh, basically trying to recruit people um, to work in their ministries. And I remember specifically, and I've told this story at least once or twice before from up here, I walked up to Kim and Mike, who have been leading the small group ministry for years, and uh, I'm really negotiating back and forth with Kim to get her to help me clean the building. And she's telling me, uh, when you're in a small group is when I'll start, you know, helping clean the building. And you know what? Sure enough, I uh, tested the water, and we went into purpose-driven life. And I remember specifically uh, getting that started. Uh, we were working with the Kinseys, and the small group was in their basement. And my claim to fame there was uh, they had new carpet in the basement, and I tripped down the last two steps and dumped the soda all over the carpet. And there still may be a stain there to this day. I'm not exactly sure um, if there if there is or there's not. But uh, it was an all-church study, so we really kind of got kind of talked into it, if you would. Um, everybody in the church was going to do purpose-driven life together. I'm sure a lot of you are still here and went through that study. Uh, the kids were involved. I know uh, Mark and Nancy's son Joel was in the group. Uh, mine and Kathy's son Nick was in the group. And there was something real impactful that helped, that, um, that hit me early on in that group. Part of Rick Warren's message was, in this group, in this dynamic, keep an empty chair. 
Um, and, that, and that's a big part of it. Keep an empty chair for whoever might show up or whoever you might have the courage to intentionally invite, whoever you can help bring closer to Christ. Keep an empty chair for them. And that really struck home with me is that, you know what, my responsibility is bigger than what I think it is. As I get more plugged into ministry, as I start to be more involved in church, uh, as I start to be more involved in, in small groups. And, uh, you know what, I think now it's got to be 12 or 13 years I've been leading small groups and been um, helping um, educate myself and help uh, facilitate others to, uh, to be more deeply involved with Christ. But you know what, when Mike and Kim move off to Missouri and they're living a the dream over in the Lake of the Ozarks, Who's going to be in charge of small groups? I don't know what the answer is to that. Um, somebody um, needs to step up. Somebody needs to get something started. Um, speaking of things, getting things started, I was real excited to get involved in a ministry that I was um, that I wanted to be uh, to be a part of, and, and it was something that the church had never done before. And it really, I thought, was something that used my gifts. And I want to switch gears and read from 1 Peter 4, verse 10. And let's see if we can't find that real quick. Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in the various forms. If you haven't figured it out yet, I've got a passion for sports and have for a long time. And I've never been that great at them, but I just really loved them and loved to play. And we didn't have a sports ministry. So Steve Mazingo was a senior pastor at that time. He says, if you want a sports ministry, start a sports ministry. I said, well, is it just that easy? He said, it's just that easy. Um, so that's when it all got started. You know, we started playing some softball. And then we started doing some one-off events, you know, playing golf. And then we started doing some 5Ks here at the church. Uh, and then we got volleyball started, which has been a great ministry to be a part of for the last six or eight years, or however long we've had that court over there. Um, it's been just awesome to be a part of that. As we get older, we move into what I call the paper sports. We're doing fantasy football now. We're doing filling out March Madness brackets. Um, but we're still out there playing volleyball every Monday night and having all sorts of fun. What might your ministry be? What are you passionate about that we don't offer here at this church? How can you start something here um, that can be sustained for 10, 15, 20, 30 years um, moving forwards? Um, I believe it serves my gifts perfectly. I love to coach. Um, I have pretty good organizational skills. Um, there's a lot of gifts that I don't have. I mean, you won't see me in the nursery. I mentioned you won't see me up here um, singing and dancing. Uh, there's a lot of things I won't do. Um, I won't say won't. It's I can't. But uh, that I've tried to invest myself in where, where I think um, that myself and my gifts um, can make a difference. And, and over the last 10 years, that's been on the elder team as well. Um, I've served for, I think, 10 or 11 years. I've been the elder chair for the majority of those years. And uh, what an awesome responsibility and opportunity uh, that has been. Um, whether it's been hiring ministers, uh, unfortunately, parting ways with ministers, uh, whether it's been hours and hours and hours worth of meetings, whether it's been um, see, seeking advice from other um, pastors, whether it's been seeking advice from lawyers, whether it's been uh, um, changing staff, whether it be reviewing staff, whether it be guiding um, the church here. Um, it has been such an awesome blessing and responsibility. And, and really, I, I, as I was doing some research, I came up with a pretty good uh, Description: The elder team has responsibility for oversight of the church body and the shepherding of its members, and she'll have ultimate responsibility for managing the affairs of the church. 
While the staff directs the various ministries of the church, the elders provide the overreaching or the overarching protection of the body. So here I went from sitting in the back row, begrudgingly putting $10 in the basket and only be willing to saying hello to people at the front door um, to deciding what else I could do. And through the prodding of people like Kim Davidson, she's relentless, um, through the prodding of people like Joe LaRue and Steve Mazingo, um, through the grace of God, um, through support from my family, um, I just figured it out as I went along and how I can help hopefully make a difference um, at this church and in God's kingdom. And my challenge to everybody is, as we look around the church, and it's just been so uplifting to see um, probably eight or ten times this year a new couple has come up and placed membership with us. Um, and as we see folks get involved with whatever it is they're getting involved um, with, what a blessing it is when I see, I look at Wayne over here playing the bass, I say, man, that dude is into it. Um, and I've gone up to him afterward and said, man, I just love watching you play. I, I think it is um, it's just awesome to see that. Uh, when I see some of the uh, the newer folks in the classrooms back there or being willing to ride the lawnmowers. Or the young guys. How about Kyle Heinzman and Jeremy Pafford coming up here and willingly giving a communion meditation? I was scared to death when I gave my first one. I was probably 35 years old. And we're marching kids up here that are 18 and 20 years old um, to do that. So it's uh, it's just been on my heart a lot lately about what is going to be next for Prairie View. Uh, I've asked a couple of the, um, of the uh, younger folks to... Uh, to come up here and to share with them exactly what Prairie View has meant to them, how they've gotten involved, and uh, what it has meant to them. So we'll start off with uh, Austin and Erica Trusty. You're in charge of sound. Right. I don't know about in charge of sound. I'm more of a knob doctor. I built in back there for years now. Uh, I'm Austin Trusty. This is my wife, Erica. Uh, just an introduction. I think we know a lot. But uh, as Greg said, uh, it's a pleasure to come up and introduce ourselves formally. Um, so a little introduction about Erica and I. Uh, we, we started coming here. Separately, Erica was here uh, a few years before myself, so this is this is going on nine years ago. Time flies, <laughs> and um, so I guess I'd like Erica to start with how she came involved with her. So when I moved to the Indianapolis area, um, my mom said, "Hey, Joe Larue is preaching up at this church in Fishers. You should go check it out." Uh, Joe Larue was an associate minister at a church I grew up in in Illinois. So I came and checked it out, um, found it to be a very friendly, inviting place, came off and on for a few years, and then kind of became more committed, got more involved in, um, like, teaching in the preschool area or the toddler area, um, doing some of the hospitality cleanup, but just found that it was a, a great place to grow closer to people. I wasn't just a body in a pew every Sunday. Um, I was able to develop a relationship, you know, with God and, and with those around me. Yeah, my story is a, a little bit different than Erica's. I moved here from St. Louis in 2007. Uh, met Erica shortly after, and uh, so I got the invite from her. And I, I still think the very delicate way that she approached me, because I was not a, a follower of Christ when I moved here, uh, the very delicate way she approached me was, was very important. Uh, so it took her a little while to invite me. 
put it that way. And uh, so 2009, I think I, I came here. And from the start, like Erica said, you walk in the door, and it was very welcome. Part of that is because I have Erica, right? Like everybody knows her. Um, so, and, and everyone loves her, right? So, um, immediately I, I walk in and it's like I almost know everybody. Immediately. Um, I remember coming back the second time, third time. Everyone knew my name. So, that, you know, it, it, it makes you feel welcome. So, I think it was, you know, a series of uh, fortunate events. God worked on my heart. It was everyone making me feel very welcome. And a few important messages uh, spoke to me. So I was in a small group. We were studying uh, Bible study. And uh, <laughs> I've never verbalized this so much. But um, <laughs> so, so I gave my heart to Christ here. And uh, we, we started a family here. We got married. It kind of speaks to why I'm so loved. So we felt that and prayed that, you know, getting more involved was crucial. We wanted to see this flourish. Some of the ministries that spoke to us quickly were, you know, uh, the easier ones, right? You can kind of come in every five to six weeks. You can devote a little bit of time. And I think it's impactful. So um, we were quick to do hospitality. We were quick to get servers and greeters. Um, some of the ones that weren't so quick was maybe you were already on the worship team, right? But I wanted to get in there too because I'm showing up with Erica early. I might as well have been on the team. So I got in the in the sound booth on the PowerPoint side, and then there was a, a need two years later to be on the soundboard. So I quickly figured out what's not. <laughs> I still don't fully understand what Mars doing up here, but I can handle things back then. <laughs> and um, so uh, the the ones that really make an impact. Not just our, our outreach, going out and actually doing I think that's crucial for um, we as Christians to experience that God's word. And maybe everybody doesn't have the luxury of the time, there are resources available to do so. It's a struggle sometimes to, to make that happen. Um, the children's ministry and the youth group, the youth group is impact me many times. We would we would uh, meet with a youth group and we would go on, you know, fill in and we would go on trips to uh, um, so we would go up there choir the fire. So we went to like six really yeah those those were awesome. I, I, I really got good feeling Um, the, the sportsman, that was very easy for me to jump on court. Um, playing volleyball, playing softball. Um, you know, I love fantasy football. Um, so some of the, the one that Craig mentioned is playing uh, the church. We did that for maybe three, four years. I think that that and the green team are special in the way that rewarding of the way that you're giving back to the church. And you can, while you're doing it, you, know, you can feel it. You can have time to think about life and challenges and um, struggles. And when you get done and you see what you've done you know, for God and for you, it, it just it's up there. Um, 
you have a family of two and it gets more difficult, so I think we step away at that time and have our first shot in Asian. I don't know if I heard you say <laughs> They're not serving yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just serving at Prairie View uh, came very naturally to me and Erica as well. She's got a service heart. I noticed that very quickly whenever I met her. Um, you know, her family, they, they brought her up right. And I, when you marry someone, you marry their family. And I, I love their fam- her family, and, and the same goes with her. I, I love meeting new people here and seeing how um, God has such an impact on so many people. And it's, it's really special. I was going to talk. Yeah, I mean, I echo everything that Austin said. Um, serving comes as a joy to us. We enjoy doing it. It fulfills that calling to participate in God's kingdom and, and serve and Uh, grow closer to him. So thank you for letting us share this morning. Austin's being very humble when he says involved in the sports ministry. I'll be darned if we didn't make a position change with him two years ago, and he's been our starting pitcher now. And I believe his record, and he'll correct me because he keeps very close track of it, I think he might be 25-2 and two as the starting pitcher of our softball team right now. So uh, involved is an understatement. On, uh, that. So uh, anyway, thank you guys very much for uh, sharing. It's been uh, very inspirational to see you guys work and uh, what God's done in your hearts over the last uh, 10 years. Uh, the next couple I'd like to invite to the stage is uh, Luke and Sadie McLean. They've been with us just a couple of short years and uh, have had found no shortage of things to get involved with. So, Luke and Sadie. For those of you that don't know us, uh, I'm Luke, and this is my wife, Sadie, and uh, we've been coming here to Prairie View for uh, about three, maybe four years, um, I think closer to three. Um, one of the things uh, when we were hunting for churches in the area uh, was a, a, an ability to be able to get plugged in, meet people, and also be able to serve uh, in different capacities. Um, so I, I wanted to start with a, a verse uh, that kind of speaks to me regarding uh, the importance of serving. It's uh, Colossians 3.17. It says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And uh, one, of the field, one of the ways I feel like I do that around here, uh, being on the green team, as Austin mentioned, uh, just uh, being able to help keep up with the, the maintenance uh, of the outside property. Uh, it's, a, it's an easy way to get involved. Uh, it's fun riding the fast zero-turn mowers, uh, and uh, it, it sounds kind of cheesy, but uh, when I'm out there, I kind of feel like uh, I'm mowing God's grass because I feel like he stewarded us with this property and building. So when I'm out there, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I can kind of mowing God's lawn a little bit more. So that's, that, that kind of feels like a, a direct connection of, of giving back in that sense. Um, so... Um, when I, when I think about giving, I, it kind of means not only the financial aspect, but uh, as Craig said, at the giving of the giving of your time. And um, I feel like uh, our small group has been able to kind of connect us with that. Um, we were able to go down to Wheeler Mission in downtown Indianapolis and help serve meals. And that was a good way to go out 
and address a need in the community uh, directly. And it was also a good way to kind of bind our small group together, uh, you know, uh, showing God's love together just, you know, brings the group closer together. So I felt like that was a really good thing that we could do. Um, you know, serving the church doesn't always mean uh, the people in this room. It's also the body of Christ as a whole. So I think um, the clothing and food drives, uh, serving meals and, and mission trips are, are real good ways that we can address this. So, um, I don't know if everyone knows, but I grew up in a very traditional Methodist church, and it was really kind of unnerving and scary for me when we were church hunting because I was used to such a set way of doing things, and my family was involved in way too many things, you know, as I do, you know. But um, the thing that was really important for me was I needed a place where I could get involved and do it easily and make sure if there was a place that had multiple opportunities for us. Um, and the first thing that I got involved in was the children's ministry. And I'm a full-time nanny, so I knew it's something that God wanted me what to do. And it just brings me so much joy, like helping kids start to understand God and have a relationship with him. I haven't spoken in front of people in a really long time. <laughs> but... Um, and I also had the First Peter chapter 4, verse 10 as, as one of the verses that was really important to me. And it's, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another uh, as good stewards of God's varied grace. And it just, I don't know, it just makes me so happy seeing kids light up and do their silly little crafts or see it start to click and them try to figure it out. Um, another way that I also brought my childhood church to Prairie View was the cookie ministry. I brought that idea to Pastor Ben like a year ago, and it's been off and on because I'm slacky. But um, it was something that I distinctly remember growing up, and it was such a great way for people to stay after church, even if it was just to grab a cookie and say hi and then get to wherever you're going. But I just feel like... It gives the people, it gives our congregation a reason to stay and check in with each other, see how their week's going and how they've been. And I think it's great for guests and visitors. You know, it's a reason for them to stay and meet us and you can introduce them a little bit more and explain the church a little bit better to them. Um, and there are also some really good cookies out there for today. So, yeah, and then, um, so we kind of did the individual ways that we serve. Uh, some of the ways we uh, have been able to serve together um, are uh, like the, the all-church work day where we're basically prepping the, the landscaping and uh, spreading mulch and weeding and trimming bushes for the, the blooms of uh, spring and summer. Um, our small group has been able to uh, serve our local church body. Uh, it's helped us become more connected with people uh, at similar life stages, um, and it's a good source of, like, spiritual growth and also a source of uh, personal accountability. So going through, you know, tough times, we've had a rough week, it's nice to have people that, you know, really know you and know what you're going through and um, can help can help you and you can help others uh, through those times. Um, a, a fun, probably our favorite way to serve is offering our home for our small group. We host um, the new 
a small group run by Zach and Hannah. And uh, we love uh, letting people come over. And we do have the side bonus of it, making sure that our house is always clean. Uh, so it, that's a added benefit. Um, but we love doing the service projects and all the fun things. And it's really neat to see uh, people's different ideas and suggestions on ways we can serve and, uh, and who we can serve in our, our community through that. And uh, I think it was, it's, it shows great uh, strides that we had to have our small group, small group draft a while ago. And uh, we thought it might be old, uh, you know, uh, schoolyard picking with Zach and Ben just yelling out people's names who they wanted. Uh, it didn't go down that way, but uh, that would have been pretty fun. But uh, I'll pass it over to Sadie here. Um, another way we both serve is through the worship uh, team. And that's always been something that has been with us as music. Uh, Luke's dad played the drums at his church growing up, and my mom used, well, since the since the time, I feel, has um, always directed the chancel choir and the bell choir at my home church. Um, so that was one way that we knew we both wanted to be involved, to both, like, involve our interests and our talents, but also what our parents did, and it's kind of fun, to, it's like a family tradition that we're just all involved in the music. Um, but it also helps us to center our hearts for church, and we also get to help you all center your hearts in, in preparation for the service and for Sunday and what all that involves. Um, and we just feel so much more connected to the church when we're up here worshiping. It's just, it just brings so much joy to us. Um, a verse that speaks to, to both of us in closing is Philippians 2.4. None of you should look out for just your own good. Each of you should also look out for the good of others. And not just, I feel like it just speaks that we're supposed to be doing whatever we can and using our gifts that God's given us to better each other's lives and our church. So get involved. There's so many ways you can do it. about the future of the church when I hear from folks that uh, are excited and passionate about what they're doing and how they've grown during their years of service. Uh, I have a card in my hand here that was read by a former pastor of ours, Steve Mozingo, and if I had to guess, it would be 12, 13 years ago. Uh, The first time I was fortunate enough to preach from the pulpit, um, I read this card again, and that would have been in 2010, Uh, and I think it's just so very impactful. Uh, The minute I was it was on my heart to, to talk about this type of stuff. I talked to Ben and Zach and the elder team and said, you know what, I really want to talk about about the future of Prairie View and the service and, you know, the fact that the, the old guard is changing and the, and the new blood and all these great new families that are coming into our church. Uh, I just remember how impactful this was when it was read, it to, me, when it was read to me. Um, so I'm going to take a minute to read it to you, and then I'll pray, and then we'll invite Mark and the worship team to, uh, to come back up. And the the author of this is Bob Moorhead, and the title is The Disciple of Jesus. I am part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have the Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I am a disciple of his. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. 
My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. I am finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tamed visions, mundane talking, chintzy giving, and dwarfed goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotions, plaudits, or popularity. I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by presence, lean by faith, walk by patience, lift by prayer, and labor by power. My face is set. My gate is fast. My goal is heaven. My road is narrow. My way is rough. My companions few. My guide reliable. My mission clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of the adversary, negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up, until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, preached up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach till all know, and work till he stops me. And when he comes for his own, he will have no problem recognizing me. My colors will be clear. I am part of the fellowship of the unashamed. Please pray with me. Dear Father, I am so grateful um, to be a part of Prayer View um, for the last 20 plus years. Uh, I'm excited about all the people that I get to serve with day in and day out. I'm excited about the, the new folks that have, have come to, to be members and regular attenders here at Prairie View. I am most excited to be saved by your son, Jesus. Um, and that, Father, is uh, what drives me and has driven me over the course of the last uh, 20 years as my walk with Christ um, has just... Uh, I've just matured in that, and it just means so much to me to be able to be a part of this body. Um, I pray that you give uh, me and everyone else here the strength to continue to serve. I pray that... Um, you give us all the, uh, um, just the knowledge to, to go out there and to spread the good word of your son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen.